Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to the podcast Resilience in STEM. I hope everyone has had a pretty good October. I'm pretty sure by now we're kind of entering final season. If you are still a student, or if not, you're just living your life, and it's kind of getting close to the holiday season. So that's kind of nice to feel. I always feel like when we go close to the holidays, things just feel different. Um, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, whatever holiday you celebrate, um, it's just pretty different overall. So. As you can see, let's kind of get into the life update. Um, as you all know, I am applying to graduate school this cycle. So for PhDs in neuroscience or umbrella programs in biomedical sciences that have like a like a track within neuroscience. So there's a lot of things that are going on. So it's definitely a feeling that I have to balance a lot of things. So I have to balance my school and like all the projects and the classes and all the tests I have. Research, um, it's not too heavy right now, but it's definitely... Still staying active in lab, helping out whenever I can, things like that. Extracurriculars like Senate. Um, I've been doing a couple projects, meeting a few people. So that's been something that I'm having to do. And applying to graduate school, which is already feels like an extracurricular on its own. Because it's mo- almost like every evening I have to check on something within it. Um, it's definitely right now. Um, it's kind of getting the feeling that we're about to finish Oh, I'm about to finish applying to graduate school, so that's why I decided to put this episode called Putting the Pieces All Together. So there's definitely that feeling of imposter syndrome when you know there's a tons of talented people who are going to be applying for programs. And it's just seeing like how are you going to like fit within that or how are you gonna make your application stand out among the others. So that's something that I've been going through and making sure that my applications are pretty good. Something else I definitely talked about in my last episode, I believe, or a few episodes before, um, is that I spent this past month reaching out and meeting with faculty members from the programs I'm interested in. So in the program that you apply to, there's like a list of faculty and their research interests. And I know how I mentioned that whenever you apply to a program, you need to have like from three to five faculty that you're really interested in their work and their research so something I wanted to do as like a protective measure was to message all of these faculty members kind of give them a background who I am why I'm applying to the program why I'm interested in their lab and seeing if they're taking students the next fall as like a rotation or they're thinking of taking them in because my biggest worry was that if I accepted a position in a graduate program and then there wasn't any faculty that were willing to take me that I was really passionate about and I had to settle for a different faculty, that would be kind of hard for me. So I definitely wanted to like make sure that I was going into a program or at least applying to a program that had a lot of faculty that were willing to take me on. And also I was, I have been spending my time talking to current graduate students about the program and their perspective on it. I've been asking questions like, what are some things that they learned about the program after they accepted their offer? Um, things I should be aware of or just some slight details and some advice they can give me since they've gone through the process before. So that's something I've been doing and reaching out to people. So I feel like it's been good to maintain that connection. So that way, if I do have the opportunity to get an interview at some of these programs, um, they'll most likely remember me. So that's a good thing to do. And the first deadline for the first program I'm applying to is November 15th, which means I told myself this in the beginning, and I think I mentioned this before, is that you want to make sure that you submit your application kind of a little well before the deadline, so like one week before the deadline, just to make sure that all of your 
materials are in just to make sure that everything is perfect um and just make and even if you submit it if there's a problem with that like you can't read the application a certain way or things like that um that it's all done there so yeah that's kind of been the life update so far so this episode as i said before it's titled putting the pieces together so when making a good graduate application, I feel like there's definitely like separate puzzle pieces. So there's something like your essays is one piece, your letters of recommendation another piece, your resume is another piece. So how do we put all these things together to make a cohesive application that stands out and is well fitting in the program and making sure it's all together and you can like, whenever you put the pieces together, you get a cohesive puzzle. Or like you get a cohesive product. So I'm best, I'm thinking of this like a puzzle. So there's like different puzzle pieces you have to put together. And when you make it, you get this piece of art. Or you can think about it when you're making a device. There's like different components you need to put it and it works in sync. So there's definitely different ways to think about this. But it's just how do you put these pieces together and making sure that it's all cohesive. So it's all telling the same story. So the first piece of advice I can give is look at the individual instructions. So although graduate applications do look the same overall, I mean, like they obviously have like a research statement or a personal statement or a combination of this. So you have to make sure that you are addressing everything. So sometimes I know this program, they asked me this question and they wanted me to address it. Of What is translational medicine? So that's something that I had to like, take cater my essays towards um and making sure that i'm addressing those individual instructions or sometimes in the in the resume section they ask for a two-page resume or they ask that my resume that my my name isn't on there so just these little things um that i can that i can adjust that are very helpful and making sure that i'm following their instructions and i'm following their formatting requirements and everything just to make sure that I'm following all the instructions and they're making sure, and also when they read it and I follow the instructions, they're like, okay, they took note of our specific instruction here. They like made sure they read everything because if you don't follow the instructions, they're not even gonna consider the application. I'll just say that. And the next piece of it is the essays. So one of those, that's a very crucial piece of all of this is your research, personal, your research statement, your personal statement, or a combination of the two. Those are very important things to look at. So one thing I can say about that is your research statement obviously is by your experiences and how, why you're a scientist, what skills you have and things like that. And your personal statements about your life or like some diversity equity things you've done or like what led you to apply to graduate school. That's a very big question that they ask. And the combination is like elements of the two coming together that are your story. So it's making sure that you're telling your story in a captivating way that when the readers look at it, they keep want to like they they're wanting to keep reading it because they do have to read your whole essay. But it's a difference between they have to read it or they want to read it. So making sure those essays are well um, said and overall with these essays, um, it's sometimes you want to hit two like the same points in the two essays to make sure they are well cohesive. Um, so you don't want to talk about something that's completely different. So you want to make sure it's staying on the same theme of these two essays if you're doing a research and a personal statement. So what I mean by that is I'm going to give a more practical example. So like my research statement talks about um, like 
the experiences and the things I've done. Um, but I talk about how I want to work with neurodegenerative diseases or like looking using organoid modeling to look at neural, neuronal populations that cause diseases like that. Um, so that's something I'm interested in looking at. So when I talk my personal statement, I'm going to talk about the why for that. So I'm going to talk about like the community I had a lab or something like that. So there's different things to implement in both of these essays that address two different sides of your story, but they're still the same story, if that makes any sense. That should make sense. And the combination is a little easier to do because it's basically your one story. So you're just making sure that you have elements in both of them. Uh, the next piece is your transcript. Um, most programs I've seen, um, they ask for it to be an unofficial transcript. And if you get accepted to the program, they ask for an official transcript. So this is kind of like, this is my hot take on this. Um, but sometimes people say that your grades don't matter after a certain semester when you're applying to graduate school. And that is kind of true, but to an extent. So if you're applying to a graduate program, when they're considering your application, they're going to take the unofficial transcript of your, like, let's say you're still in school, like you're still in your master's or your undergrad program, and you're applying straight to the PhD. Um, your transcript is still not done yet. So it's going to be an unofficial transcript. So for me, I still like my grades for my senior year classes are still not there yet. That's fine. But I need to make sure that um, all my classes are like good, like all my grades are good so far. So the thing is like, they won't include the classes my senior year. So that's what they're considering when they evaluate my application. So when they ask for the official transcript, that's when they make sure your grades are somewhat similar. So it's okay that if your grades dipped a little bit, but you can't be like failing your classes your senior year because your grades don't matter to an extent. Because that's kind of like my hot take on this. So that's why they asked for the unofficial transcript. Because one, you have to pay an additional cost to get an official transcript, I believe. So it's just easier that way. Next piece of this is the letter of recommendation. So most schools ask for three to four letter of recommendations. I'm just keeping it at three because that's where it's just the tightest. Because most programs, they ask for the letters to be of professors who have mentored you. And it should be from people who are faculty members or people in the STEM field. So the science, technology, engineering, and math field. They have the optional fourth letter recommendation because three are usually required, but sometimes they allow for four or five. The fourth letter recommendation or the fifth can be someone that's not from a STEM field or one of those three can be someone who's not from a STEM field, but has to be like, it has to be a strong reason why you're including them. So if you, like, for my case, um, I didn't use this option, but I could have used it. I do a lot of work in the Senate. So I have, like, strong connections and mentors from an administration who have helped me throughout my years as a student leader. So I could have asked them for a letter of recommendation because they know me personally and they know things about my life and they would write me a strong letter of recommendation because they know my life goals and why I'm doing a certain thing. So it, it just show another aspect of my life so that's another way to tackle a letter of recommendation but they do but institutions or the programs you apply to do ask that these pro that most of these letters of recommendation come from people in the stem field 
um, just because you're applying to a STEM graduate program. So they want to make sure that you're developing as a scientist and in addition to a leader, but they mainly want to look, are you a scientist? That's a big thing. And then the next big piece of this is a supplemental. And this is a huge range and it depends on how the application works. Some of them are really simple and they ask for just the key components I listed above and like a couple like background questions about your life, but some of them get into more detail. So some of them ask for you to summarize your research experiences um, or your work experiences to talk about that, like what work have you done or did you get paid? Who was your employer? Like they ask for these really specific information. They have like a supplemental paragraph that asks about why you are applying to their institution. So while you are addressing this in the essays, they want you to address again for like another short answer question. So it's pretty interesting. And another supplemental question is what professors you would like to work with. So you are address you should address this point in your essays as well, but you need to reiterate it because sometimes they have a section that are like, please list your top eight professors and like rank them or like please list like professors and like check this like click this checkbox if you worked if you like reached out to them so there's different things like that and um yeah I will go back this is a side note as well because I am thinking about like reaching out like I'm thinking about the topic of reaching out to professors when you're in that scenario um make sure I will go back please read the individual instructions of the application um, because sometimes in those application instructions, I will say this, like one of them, they asked for me to not reach out to certain faculty members. They were like, I, they were like, please don't do this until you get an interview or something like that. So I think you need to read that pretty carefully and make sure that you're able, that you can reach out to faculty members. Some people say like you can and you're encouraged to, but it's definitely not a required thing for you to do. Um, and some people don't ask because it is a lot of like it does take a lot of time and faculty members do get tons of emails already and imagine she's got a tons of emails from prospective students so it'd be kind of crazy to do that so with that um, make sure for your supplemental because it's such a huge range um, you are addressing everything and you're including that because sometimes they ask for very specific things and you have to kind of go digging around within your transcript, your curriculum, um, your essays, some past essays you wrote, your CV. There's tons of different things So, because every application is different and it's not a standardized application. Like when you applied to undergrad, there was like the Common App. Well, that doesn't really exist anymore. So, yeah. So closing off, I want to give some advice on this and I am technically giving myself this advice and this is advice I've gotten throughout when I was applying and advice I'm giving to myself now because we're kind of like at the ending point of applications. So number one thing is read the details, kind of similar to reading your application instructions. Please read the details because you don't want to like not include a certain detail that they're ask that a program is asking for and you don't include it. And, or you do a mistake where you are addressing it or you like sw- mix up an application. So uh, making sure that you're reading all the details, you triple check um, because if you're applying to multiple programs, um, I've heard the scenario that sometimes they mix up applications and they submit the wrong essay for the program. Like they like they meant to write this application for like University of Florida, but then they sent it out to um, Virginia Tech 
and the essay is not the exact exactly the same of what they want so that's kind of a problem sometimes and making sure you're doing that um so make sure you read the details triple check everything making sure everything is up to date if things do change in your like if you started your application kind of earlier on like I did I started around like middle September so if things have changed from there making sure make sure you change them so everything is pretty accurate next thing have a bunch of people read your essays and when I mean a bunch of people, I mean a bunch of people. So, like, people who are not in your field should be able to read these essays and understand what's going on. So, the thing is that, like, if you are applying to... If when you apply to PhD programs, you want to make sure that the science and the techniques you're using, people are making sense. Like, people from another background should be able to understand what you're saying. So, that's why whenever I say, like, have a bunch of people read your essays, like, have your roommate read your essay, like, have, like, your parents read your essay, have, like, someone, a mentor read your essay who's not in your field, because you want people, you want to make sure you get people in your field to read your essays just to make sure everything is accurate, but you also want to make sure you have people who aren't in your field read your essay so they can understand it, because the thing is, when you send out your essays and they go to the admissions committee. The admissions committee is composed of faculty members and current graduate students, but they're ranging from tons of different fields. So you want to make sure that whenever you're addressing your essay, you make sure that you're that you explain every point correctly and they can understand your essay. Because if they cannot understand your essay, you're not going to get an interview. That's the biggest thing with that. So another big point of advice is don't be afraid to reach out to people um, if they're taking students. So I know some people are hesitant sometimes to contact faculty members and it does take a lot of time, but sometimes it's a little worth it at the end. Well, I'll tell you if it's worth it at the end. We'll see. But like sometimes like if you reach out to faculty members, sometimes they'll reach out to you and they'll actually like want to meet with you and you develop that strong connection. So if you get an interview, you already have that connection with a faculty member. It's always good to remain secure and you know what like faculty they're taking students and it's good to know like the community you're walking into um, because you won't really know until you either get accepted or you get an interview because sometimes if you get an interview they sometimes fly you out but if you get accepted they'll work they'll take they'll fly you out to the campus and you'll get to see the community a little bit and the last thing it's the most important piece of advice i could probably give is to be proud of yourself i am telling myself this all the time you have worked so hard to get here um you have put the effort you have taken the time to make sure your application is the best it can be so be proud of yourself for dedicating that time and making sure that you want to do this because it takes a lot of soul searching to decide that this is what you want to do it takes a lot of soul searching to put in the work to get to apply for these programs and your experiences have led to this so be proud of yourself for the person you're becoming of this and um just be hopeful for what's to come because obviously i have wished i have personally have wished that someone from the future would come and tell me what program I end up, I'm ending up going, but I know that's not the reality of the scenario. So all I can do is just be proud of myself and hope for the best because I know whatever is going to happen, it's going to be the best for me. So yeah, this is hopefully a shorter episode. Um, I told myself in the last episode, I tried to keep in there 20 minutes. Am I under 20 minutes? No, I'm not. Whoopsie. But 
I hope you've had a good, this is a good episode of putting some advice, what the pieces look like to get, create that cohesive message, because overall you want all your documents to tell the same story. You want to show like different aspects of you, but you want the theme to be the central of who you are. So that's something that you definitely need to keep in track of. But yeah, that's the episode so far. Hope you all have a great rest of your November. You are having a great time uh, with the holiday season. Try to get out those, get out of the semester, do well in finals. And yeah, bye guys.